Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. And this is a great day of celebration because we have in studio Monica Terrell. Right here, folks. Right here. <laughs> it's very good to be here, actually. So good to be here. Even better to be in the sanctuary for prayer this morning. Yeah, you know, when you were on vMix, about every minute, there'd be this pop. <laughs> Make a pop. We have to resolve that. Well, we have a man here right now who's running the wiring, and hopefully that will be fixed. Now, if it's not fixed, then there are other problems. But Well, yeah, there was either the pop or there was the, the running of the vacuum cleaner. Right. Or the barking of the Hank. <laughs> the barking of the Hank. So now maybe we can just relish in the the quietness of the studio. That's the, right. The sounds of heaven. You know, we had a a massive storm come through here last yesterday. And so when I was up here doing the uh the French broadcast I could hear dripping coming over in the ceiling where our broadcast tower, the cellular tower is. So I got the big uh, waterproof cover that Wendy Pipkins made many years ago, God rest her, uh, that's waterproof. And I took it off the, the uh, Allen and Heath board and brought it in here and draped it all over that area where you are in the, the equipment there. And there were only a few drops that came through. I was impressed by that. And uh, I shook off uh, those drops from the from the uh, cover and put it back in place. So you're sitting in a very dry place. I always kind of wonder, though, if maybe I should wear a, hair, a hard hat. Because <laughs> at any given moment, the ceiling could just fall through. <laughs> no, I, felt, I felt all around up there, and it was very dry. So thank God whatever could have happened didn't but boy didn't it rain wow it did rain and i, I don't I, of course i had annette sending me thank you very much annette she's very good to to keep watch over us and to send us preemptive warnings of there's a tornado in the area there's a hailstorm coming whatever it might be and that's tremendously useful because we were in the middle of um welcoming our brother luciano over for supper and I, I really had mixed emotions about it because they were saying that there was tornadoes in the area. Um, I was getting texts from numerous different people, and it was raining so hard. I thought his safest place is probably to be in the basement of this church. Maybe we should just bring dinner here. <laughs> but we fared okay. I don't even know what the outcome was here in the city. I know there were some tornadoes in some other areas. but Yeah, I think... We have an arrangement with the Lord. It's just crazy how that just happens, like, right after the seminar. Yeah, and right before, too, remember? And how many, I mean, we got several prolific words about the whirlwind and about, um, yeah, going into the seminar. So it's just very interesting how things play out. But I'm glad that all of our saints made it home safely. I know Kathy drove in the storm, but she made it safely. And all George and Paula. George and, and Paula, yeah. Teresa and her crew. Kelly and the girls, yeah. Yeah. And Haley, she was traveling yesterday as well. And then I understand. Fulton Pastor last Fulton night, was, I think. Yeah, how he was even able to fly out. You never know with Pastor Robert. He probably just got translated. We just hope his head didn't get stuck in the portal. Well, he has to have white <laughs> hair to be able to. Yeah. To make it through there, and I'm I'm really suspicious as to why my hair is getting white and his isn't. I'm really suspicious about that, you know. But we'll just have to ask the Lord for revelation on that one. Well, one of the funniest things that I heard this whole seminar was when somebody I can't remember who it was, and maybe it was Fulton, said that somebody had said to him that if they put if they if they made him and Scott Maston into the same person with Scott's beard and Fulton's long locks, locks they could be like. The Nazarite. perfect Nazarite. <laughs> yeah, that was Fulton on Sunday. That was so good because I literally tried to put that image in my head. 
Well, it it was certainly a great thing to be able to fellowship with all those folks. And they're really, I, you know, you and I have joked about this in the past, comparing something God's doing today with the great things that God's done in the past. Um, but I would just say this. We've had lots of great visitations during the seminars, lots of manifestations, lots of incredible things. But the, but the agreement, the accord this time, was truly uh, notable. And I, I remember many seminars where there would be contention all around. You know, there would be things that would happening, and you know, good loving people would clash, and and there there'd be there'd be crazy things that would happen. And of course, we never got up and said anything about it. I remember, I remember lots of times that there were oppositions, but this time there was such an everybody was happy to be here. Well, I think everybody was. Maybe I haven't heard them all, and I don't want to hear it, but. There was an agreement that I think was a supernatural type of thing. And even the, the ways that God did things were rather unusual. You know, I, I loved changing things up and having the, the prayer times first in the evenings and then see what God did as a result of that. That was really, I'm not saying we're going to do it that way every time, because sometimes when you try to recapture a rhema moment or a rhema declaration, it doesn't work out so well. I think to me that was that was one of the most prolific things that we did, and I think that it, it set the stage in so many ways to, because to me that is true tabernacle worship. I mean, it comes out of just the heart. I, I just not to you know like in tabernacle worship to Dave, to King David but his heart of relationship and intercession before the Lord was always the foundation and always what went yeah. ahead whether it was um, just a time of worship or a time of preparing for warfare and I just felt like that really just set us up for what lies ahead and and just expressing what is on the heart of God, expressing what's coming from his throne in just real time. And not that that's not what we normally do, because our, thankfully our, our vocalists and our instruments are geared and trained that way. But there was something about that prophetic de demonstration in, in all of the people. Because I always think about David, how he would go into the temple and pray before he went out to war or whatever, and he would get with the intercessors and and they would pray together, and and I'm sure there was song involved in that. But um, yeah, I would love for us to, and I, I know that we will in days ahead, where we had worship nights or prayer intercession nights, where we incorporated it like that. Um, so it was. I just thought it was just really an extraordinary offering before the Lord, and everybody was included. Everybody participated, yeah. and. You know, I know you don't particularly like this expression, but um, it, to me, it's like the true spiritual koinonia, the true fellowship and partnership and commune that we have. And you think about the early church when they were together. It says, what does it say? It says they were all in one accord in the, the, the teaching of the apostles doctrine, which is what God is saying, what he is teaching. Everybody was in one accord with that, with the breaking of bread with um, in the prosukamai, I think it mm -hmm. was, and then in the koinonia, in the fellowship together, and and then what happened, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and and then they were sent forth. So it was really like a demonstration to me of that. Yeah, that's a good so. that's a good assessment. Um, and, you know, and, and and you know, I think another nice thing is that. There were different ways that God asked us to do things, and his spirit came upon those things 
in different ways. And I, I think that, uh, you know, like in the past here, you know, we would, people, we, we, people would pray and then people would lay hands on everybody. But, and, that, and that's fine. But this time there were so many different types of things that God directed us to do that were not pre-planned necessarily. And the way the Spirit came in a profound measure upon each of those was different, but yet truly evident and effective. And I was I was blessed by by that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was just a a freedom that that was that was here. And yeah, we we faced challenges. Um, the plumbing system for one. Yeah, uh, but that's. But but that was a. It, it, I, we've never that never that thing never happened before so but but we we regrouped and bypassed and able to get along just fine and the spirit of the lord just kept things going so and that's probably a good testimony it's the way things should be well i know i joked about that first night, I'm like, this is just an unclean spirit that's coming against us, and it probably is. And I think so, and and that thing is just going to be flushed out. <laughs> you know, you talk about we talked about a river. We talked about, I mean, the Lord in by His Spirit brought application to everything in such a beautiful way that maybe it was uh, this place being delivered. Maybe it was the big job of. Of delivering, and maybe that's what you were smelling out. this morning. Well, <laughs> I th- yeah, I think there are several things that have kind of lurked, not here, but just on the other side of this spiritual cavity. Yeah, and and I think God's God's cleansing those. But um, you know, I thought I even thought of the things that particularly you led. They every one of them was different, and they all had a really unique reception, and they all accomplished something that was needed, but in an anointed way. And um, you know, I I really <laughs> I I enjoyed that panel discussion, and I I even enjoyed the discussion about the the olive tree. That was that was great, and the teaching that you did was was right on. And other, what was the fourth one? I'm just I don't have the schedule here in front of me. I mean, it's like it's oh, all it a Tuesday. blur to me now. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday going in. That was different, wasn't it? Communion in this uh, so many innovative things that God asked for. When you tall when you tally them all up, you think, man, they're were just twists on uh, variations on things, and the Spirit directed them to be done, and through that, there were incredible results. I'm I'm not sure we really understand. I think that in itself is uh, an awakened anointing, maybe a new ver- a new dimension of the anointing. Um. That we're going to need in the days to come. And it really is endemic to the prophetic ministry in the Old Testament where there wasn't just one thing they did prophetically to bring victory. It was always some, forgive my language, but some off-the-wall thing that God would say to do. And, and of course, then, to be a pneumaticos people, you need to make sure that you're really listening to God and not just a pursuer of off-the-wall things because we've seen that where people just get they like to do wacky things and then they blame it on God but this was God really doing unusual things even that Friday night with the with the the passing through 
in those phases of the river of the Lord, that happened so quick that it almost didn't seem like, I know it did what it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it almost seemed like it didn't do anything. Oh, no. Because it was different than yeah. the Holy Ghost car wash, and we said it would be. But then, you know, we put on, we put on that Take the Land song. <laughs> and I just stood there, and I thought, what are we supposed to do with this? And and I saw Megan, and I said, Megan, walk with me. And it, thankfully, she said, okay. Now, Allie would normally just say, okay, Papa, but Megan has to, she's real sweet, but she... She has to get it all set before she launches, and off she goes. I tried to get Declan to come, but he wasn't having any of it right away. And I don't blame him. He's still just a little kid. But then we started walking around, and all those kids were behind me, and after two or three loops, they were just jammed up right behind me, and then finally they broke through and passed me. And after about the fifth loop, I think I looked over to you when I crossed by the boombox and said, geez, this is a long song. I didn't know how long this <laughs> song was. the whole Bible. But you know what, though? You know I do treadmill every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually doing two and a half to three miles every day at a high speed. And you know, you've, we've been in cities together. I get after it. There was something about that walk in our sanctuary that wore me out. Oh. Man, I was exhausted, and I felt it the next day and even the next day. So I know there was some spiritual thing that happened. You talk about walking, and I I just, I, I, just from a personal standpoint, and, and I'm totally yielded and surrendered to the plan of the Lord. But not being able to walk has been yeah. huge. And I'm not making this about me. I am saying there's something about our walk with him. And and I have I have combed the scriptures for the last ten weeks, reading every passage that talks about walking in the law, walk in grace, walk in the truth, walk in, in the light. You know, there's so many different ways that that, that is used and so many different words for walk, but like the third day after I fell God gave me this dream, and I was looking out my window upstairs at myself down in the place where I had fallen, and and it was this beautiful, bright, sunny day. The, the air was so crisp and clear. Everything was green, and I my, my foot was broken. I could feel it in my dream. I could not find my crutches, and I was out there walking. But the thing about it is, is that I had on white shoes. I have no idea what else I had on. I know I wasn't naked or what was it? Wasn't it wasn't nudity. nudity. <laughs> no, but the thing that I noticed was these white shoes. And, 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 and I also recognized that I was, I, I was hiding because I, I, I thought in my mind that I was doing something wrong because I was not walking with my crutches. But I was doing it anyway. And so my first interpretation of the dream was that I was being disobedient. And but then over the course of a couple of days, the Lord began to give me interpretation of that, that he was drawing me into this place of crypto, this place of hiddenness for a season. And it had everything to do with a deeper walk in truth. And those white shoes represented that truth and the fullness of his spirit. And I believe that that is for us as a people that, you know, you think about truth and we do walk in truth, but it is purity. I mean, it is. It is the pure white. It is the purity. And, and, and I feel like that is where God has brought us. Not that there's been any twistedness or pollution in the midst of our walk, but there's something about his light. There's something about the purity of who he is and our walk with him in that, that he is drawing us into that is boundless. It's like the, there's no end to the depth of it. And so I just have been standing on behalf of that. So, you know, when you did that walk, you might think, well, that was silly. That lasted a long time. But that was such a prophetic demonstration of because, I mean, the declaration in the song was the truth. I mean, that he was declaring God's word through that whole entire song. Mm-hmm. And and we are just continuing that story. Um and 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 that story's been being written through 
our lives and our obedience and our walk with him as we go forward and it's going to be magnificent i mean it truly is but um i just feel and, and even the the toilet situation i feel the unclean spirit i feel like that is trying to hinder our the purity of what god is doing and and yeah. you know i said from the get-go i think on tuesday this gathering is like an all-in this is an all-in this is you got to be all in. I mean, it is, you can't, you can't walk in truth if there is 2% of you that is still, how do I say it? It's still, um, I mean, truth is truth. Uncommitted. Uncommitted. Or committed somewhere else. Yeah, or fabricating. Or playing the game, or, or 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 you know, faking it till you make it, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's this is an all-in gathering, and I, it's really brought understanding to me as to just the the unity of the body of those that were here, because those that were here are those in their heart. Now, there's some that couldn't be here, and I'm not discounting that, but those that were here, you could just sense that. I'm all in no matter what it looks like no matter what it cost it's like it, it's just that's just and the Lord honored that yeah and so yeah anyway wow yeah that I think you're I think you're right I mean um, it's it's And man, that that one afternoon session when, at the very end of it, we 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 prayed for people, and the presence of the Lord just was vibrant in that place. And and then when Faladin spoke, it was like an explosion. Mm-hmm. It was like a deep well. Yeah. I mean, there's a deep well there. That was a good. It was good for him. It was good for us. It was good for the Terrios, and uh, I. I was just. I was blessed by that, and God did some great things. I think that the experience itself was a great thing, but the lasting benefit was a great thing. But you know what? I think like with with you, uh, I, th- I think about that movie, that, that Cinderella Man movie with uh, Russell Crowe where he was a boxer. It was that real real story of the guy that he broke his hand in the ring and then it was during the Depression and he wasn't able to box, so he went and worked on the docks. And what happened was he couldn't use his right hand, but his left arm became very strong. And... So when he came back and could use both hands, he was a different fighter because nobody was expecting him to be strong and with the right hand, but also dynamically powerful with the left. Oh. And he said, remember that one guy he fought? He said, you beat this guy last time. And the guy said, this ain't the same guy. And so I'm wondering if, like for you or for any of you that are maybe restricted in some way, if God isn't using that to develop other facets of your prophetic gift or the other giftings you have that you would not normally develop if you could just rely on the same thing that you've trusted. So like with you, during those walks, the the run with the kids, you would have been right with them because you're just a big kid. (laughs) And um, But standing there kind of, overseeing that really forced you to do something different than you normally would have done and i think that meant something i think i think that meant something and uh, plus there's so much about about rising above those kinds of things because it would you know it it it's very easy to fall into well, I can't participate, and then go into a just. I'm just going to go over there and sit down, and I'm not going to partner. I'm not going to, and you know, I mean, we've all been there, <coughs> but there's just that. 
the I mean, the Lord was so good to bring, and the, you know, I talked about it feeling like a substance, his presence. But that is one thing that I've learned over the last 10 weeks, just about myself. I mean, I knew, it took me about a week, and I testified to you about this, Pastor, maybe a little bit longer than that. Just little by little, one by one, because when this happened, and I don't, we didn't intend to talk about this today, but it was a Sunday morning. It was the first Sunday morning of January. You had given me an assignment, and it was a prophetic assignment for that morning service. You know, other people had a part. Everybody had a part, but I had a part. You've given me my assignment, and I am on my way to church so excited about what I knew God was going to do. I mean, I can't remember being that excited about coming to church in a while, truth be told, because I knew that what what God had put on your heart to accomplish that morning was for this year, and it was it was highly significant, and I was just so thankful to be a part of it. And so it's like I kind of went down in a really hard way, <laughs> literally and spiritually and, and emotionally, that, you know, you talk about FOMO. I mean, it was a huge dying to my flesh to have to recognize that I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there the next week or the next week or the next week when the Lord is just starting to lay out this year for us. And that is a hard, I mean, it's a hard thing for somebody like me or you or somebody that's been so present. Mm -hmm. And this is my life. I mean, this is, this is, and what you realize is that what you do becomes your identity yet it's not. And so God had to just take me to a place of just the just the baseness in that stillness in that crypto place, which I understand now because that's so much about our identity and when he opens that up and releases us in his timing, we've been prepared. You know? And so but it it's a it is such a pressing process. When you think about that morning where Noah was going to be leading the worship. There was obviously ice outside, which in Texas is kind of a Katie bar the door. We're not going anywhere. We had set up to have prayer before as part of the service and then come in for several different prophetic things. The heater for the sanctuary was not working. And it was like 20 degrees outside. It was 17 so, degrees. So we couldn't pray in the sanctuary, which we'd been telling the people we're going to do. For weeks we told them this. Set it all up. So we moved everything to the youth room because the heat there, thank God, was working. Um, nothing was going. We were being blocked at every turn. And then you fell which was awful, but in the scope of things, it was like the crown jewel on six other things that had happened, which was trying to stop what was going on. Plus, you know, your future daughter-in-law was there, and, um, you know, and I had all these wacky things that we, <laughs> we were declaring for the new year, and I thought, well... She's going to be really impressed by what we're doing. And, you know, it, it just really, it was really strange. The whole morning was strange. But God is working something um, through it. It's like I was talking to Pastor O'Leary about this over the weekend. You know, it's, it's in the moment, what, whatever you're experiencing, wherever God has you, whatever you're experiencing, and we all deal with with challenges but you know in, in in one of my moments of well not I don't want to say woe is me but just a little discouragement I was talking to, to Noah and his immediate response to me was but mom God has a plan and it was just it was like a rhema word for me and I have I have I have replayed that in my thinking a thousand times over the last 10 weeks. God has a plan. I have totally surrendered my life to his plan. His plan is perfect. Does the enemy come in and, but not without God allowing it. And so when you, when you truly surrender in, in all that you are to that, 
no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you're missing out, no matter, I honestly would not trade the way that the Lord revealed himself to me in that secret place for anything mm. over the last 10 weeks. I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it. So he has a plan. Now, am I ready to move forward? But I'm still struggling with the reality, the physical reality, and, and I'm in a place where it's kind of like, um, I feel a transition coming, but I don't see it in the natural. And so I, I'm being tested right now and challenged and because I know God has a plan and I know this is his plan and I know it's perfect and I know it's his timing, but how am I going to react to that in the next two weeks or in the next four weeks or in the next eight weeks if that's how long it takes? So um, anyway, I, I don't mean well, to be reciting my diary. This is Well, it's been, it's been interesting. It's our life. But somehow... In the midst of all of that, this past week was a was a great and unfolding blessing from the Lord, and we really want to thank uh, everybody who labored to make things work for all the. You know, another thing is I I was trying to count up. How many prayer times we had? Oh, I think it was just a nonstop, continual <laughs> time yeah. of prayer. Well, I'm counting. You so got to count talking. Tuesday because we prayed on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So while I'm counting, you're going to have to talk, or it's going to be dead air. Oh, okay. Well, I can just say that every single prayer time, but it really was like a continue. I think we were all in a, you know, Jesus said um, he would that that we would pray always and not faint. And um, I think we were all in just a continual state, our spirits before the Lord in prayer. Yeah. And in, in just continual point of commune with him because his presence was just so. Right. It was an abiding. It, it, it just and I'm believing that this is going to carry forth. I mean, as is all of our guests, they're not even guests, they're family have have gone on to um to carry on into their terio into their homes that this is going to be really a continual anointing um and that you're just going to pick up right there yeah where you are how many did you count i counted 11 wow 11 and that doesn't count the things that went on during the service and, you know, I was thinking about, I didn't know the exact total. For some reason, I thought there were 10. Um, but I was thinking when in prayer this morning about asking our congregation or even the, the people from the network who were here, out of those many times, how many did you participate in? And, and I, I even thought, if your answer is zero, you better have a come to Jesus moment. And I and then I thought, okay, how many would be acceptable? And I thought, probably five, because I know people are busy during the week. You know, they do things, and a lot of our people were working. And but you know, to me, you got to be in all of them. But I know that that's not practical for a lot of folks. But. Anyway, I was thinking of that, and uh, and but how the people participated, because you know in the past, we we kind of get into routines, and some of the prayer times that are scheduled in our normal seminar itinerary, um, people are tired, or they you know you can tell even when you come in, the people love the Lord, but they're really not participating in the past years. And I, I don't really remember any of the prayer times this time where that happened. Mm -mm. There were a couple of them that I thought, you know, you ran three laps, probably should have pressed it to six or seven laps. Yeah. But I'm not complaining. 
I mean, there's always more that we can do in grace. So, anyway, you know, I, I almost wish we had the old days where we were given testimonies about what people liked about the seminar. And it always used to amaze me that when the testimonies would come, most of the people who would testify here would say, oh, I like the worship times. Or the presbytery. <laughs> or the presbytery. But this time, there was, and, and we bless both of them. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not denigrating either of those. We're thankful Absolutely, for them. Yes. But this time, there just were a lot of new things that, that God did to invigorate and to capture the, the attentions of people. So, um, yeah, I would be interested in hearing from, and I did hear sporadically from some of our saints in, in Europe and uh, around the country just throughout the week, and I apologize if I have not responded. It was, it truly was, I, I was fully consumed the entire time. I mean, I got so behind in, in my correspondence and things that I would normally do because I just shut everything out Um I really did establish a boundary that I think was necessary for me because um, I wanted to be all in. And it's, you know, when you have, well, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, but I would be interested to hear from some of our saints in, in the other countries and th those that couldn't be here but that participated through the live stream. If you have a testimony, please send it. In because we just fully believe that what God was pouring out here, he was pouring out into you as well. And um, the healings and the... So we would love to hear that and be able to share that. Yes. Um, maybe next week we could do that if we hear from some yeah. people. But I know Julia sent me a couple of words throughout the week just of her, just the way the Lord was speaking to her and her engagement with this. And I have a, a, um, a woman that I mentor in San Clemente in California and she uh, she really knows very little about the Saints Network other than she knows me very well now just through our weekly one-and-a-half-hour conversations about the Lord. And um, she registered, and she tuned in, and, and I got just a pretty incredible response from her a couple of days ago. So um, that's that's we, we want everybody to have been touched. Yes. And you overcome by the word of your testimony. And the blood of the lamb, so share. God tells us to be a witness. Yeah. We need to be a witness. And I, I was blessed by all of those little kids that are growing up very oh, quickly. Yeah. And um, all the people that, I guess, uh, Annette and Pastor Fabian were coordinating that. I don't know who all else was involved, but I know... There were a lot of people that were teaching, taking turns teaching, turns teaching, and doing different things, and it, you know, it just was a blessing. Yeah, I just, I had some sweet moments with those kids on Saturday morning, in our time of proscuneo, and I was really actually so, so surprised because, you know, if you don't, if you don't put somewhat of a demand on them, to be able to lay still for a season and it's you know with with children yeah and sometimes with adults i mean those seasons you have to start out short and i know that every family that they're a part of they do this where they are and it was just so profound to me to see how when they were asked to lay in proscuneo and pray on saturday morning when we were in the ttt they lay down and they proscuneoed and they were praying and they must have laid there for 30 minutes and um, until little um, Amira looked at me and she said, Miss Monica, she said, the Lord showed me something and I want to go write it down. Would it be okay if I got up and went and wrote it down? And I said, absolutely. So she got up, she wrote it on a prayer card, she put it in the tree, and I have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he, that is so precious to the Lord. Yeah, Amirica, um, Amira is a is a sweet little friend she she's she can be silent but she's I, like a volcano she's powerful every time i like on the afternoon session when you called for prayer for healing she came over to pray for me and the whole entire time she stood there which was probably maybe seven minutes 
she her mouth was moving she was praying in the spirit and then on saturday morning she was laying right here by my ear and she prayed in the spirit the whole time yeah <laughs> well you know they they get used to and i know teresa and kelly and harry they they watch over that and we appreciate all the grandparents and the parents that are trying to raise their kids but um that's one of the things I appreciate when I go out there, and mostly prayer when, when I'm there. Um, those girls are, first, you know, when they were really little, they were a captive audience, but obviously it's just something that has been seeping in. Um, so, uh, so, if you have something that, you would like to testify about a report should send it to me sure send send it to monica or Mm -hmm. for those who don't we don't want to broadcast your they everybody knows well we don't know who all is listening they can always if they don't have my address they can always find it through ruby okay yeah and um so if uh if you have that send it and we can talk about it next week. Um, Amen. We're praying about what the Lord would have us do um, from here through the rest of this year. I know I had a very long discussion with Pastor Falladin and with Pastor Robert uh, on Sunday, and we're going to be in communication with him. Uh, in the days to come to see how we can help to facilitate not only that outreach into Western Africa, but also, well, not just Western Africa, because he he speaks uh, King's English. So all of those uh, Commonwealth nations of, of uh, English-speaking folks um, he reaches out to. And tomorrow I'm going to have a hopefully a detailed conversation with Pastor Luciano um, and Yuwali. Missed having Yuwali here. Yeah, me too. I chatted with him yesterday and just told him how much we missed him, and he he really misses being here. He said, I'll see you in September. And I thought, what? That's a long way away. But um, he said, unless you want to come to Mexico. <laughs> But I know that he really, listen, I don't know how much he translated for Pastor Luciano. And I I had conversation with him last night about how much he actually understood. And and sadly, I think he missed a lot just because of the the language barrier. But he he showed me how he can access every one of the teachings um, through the website. So he's he's fully aware of that. And he said, I'm going back to Brazil and I'm going to watch these and study these with the leaders of my church and we are going to begin to 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 teach these to our congregation so um, thank you all for hosting him because it was it, it was a group effort yes and hosting him and um, I was very sorry that he ended up not having Yoali here but um, Maybe the Lord did something through it that stretched him. There's another one of those instances of being yeah. extended out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, we really do need to pray for for the saints in Brazil for a number of different reasons. But one of the things that he was sharing with me last night was that I asked him about his congregation, if they were coming along in the things of the Spirit. And... And he shared this with us before. He said they're they are so so. I hope I can. How do I say this? They're still at such an elementary level in their understanding of this of the Bible, is what he said. And so for him to go back and just drop the solemn assembly on them would be probably right impossible. So what we need to pray for them is not only that they have a passion to 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 understand the word to study the word um but that they have a discipline 
to do that as well and that there's an exponential grace upon them to exponentially move forward in the things of the word and the things of the milk I guess you could say into right. the things of the meat and and could be caught up in an ex- exponential way because that really is his heart for his congregation and for I guess the congregations there in Brazil yeah it, it's it's true and and that's why you know as we've prayed about what God wants us to do there um, I think that sometime in one of the first journeys we go back in we need to take hardcore a group of hardcore intercessors like what we did when we first would go into France like what I used to call fuelers um, and not to denigrate any any of the groups that have gone in but we've We've went in with teachers and prophets and people who speak and initiating things, but with the vast number of people that are there, we really need a bunch of folks who just know how to burrow in and seek after God and pattern this with the people in intercession. And um, But then, you know, we've got to teach leaders in just what you said, I mean, how do you study the word? How do you how do you process these 101 things? How do you then apply them? And then how do you begin to lead your people along? Because you can't lead people into something that you yourself are not understanding and doing. Right. And um, so, and and plus you add to it that you know how spiritual that nation is and how alive the realm is. And so, I I don't know. We just really need uh, an impartation of grace and innovative direction and a a process. Because, you know, again, I, I just go back to this. I mean, you've got to have people who understand the message who will pattern it and teach the elemental things. And and I I say this, I perhaps should stop confessing this, but I'm not geared for that. I'm just, you know that, I'm not. So I'm geared toward pressing into the new. So I, I fully recognize that there those are dual roles. And if we're really going to be effective down there, um, we've got to discern those roles and let the people know down there that this is what we're doing and um, not to expect anything else. Because I think in the general church and in more lively atmospheres, they're used to having some preacher come in and yell at him for an hour and then do bombastic things, and then they just do whatever he says or she says. And that's not what we are. And I don't think that's what God wants. That's kind of like a dictator. (coughs) And God wants a kingdom, not a dictator. Mm -hmm. And so we just... And then to communicate that with these folks. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about going down there and just setting a, a block of time just just to be in Sao Paulo and to minister to those churches. You can welcome pastors from the other places, but set set in motion what we're trying, what the Lord would have us to do so that then it could be a base of understanding that then could go out and and tabernacle ways have the indigenous peoples form the base of the teams that go. But we need really rotating teams that would go in with the same agenda. Now, you know, and I don't want to get too specific on this, that in Europe we had various teams that went, but we had no idea what half the teams did. We just didn't. And we'd try to get 
understandings of what did you do when you were there? What did you teach on? And that wasn't forthcoming. And so in some ways it was it was sincere, but it it really left me really frustrated because I didn't feel we had a cohesion. We had the same message, but it wasn't a cohesive pursuit. Well, that's not the most productive way you can do it. Because No, it's not. And we have to be we we have to go in and be precise and productive. Because, like you say, I mean, the time is short. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we're in a warfare. And, and one of the things that Eisenhower, who has that wonderful metro stop in Paris, uh-huh. it's funny to hear the, the, the French announcement of his name every time we're there. And the Franklin D. Roosevelt, that's, that's it's always funny for us to hear. Of course, they probably thought it was funny to hear us as Texans talk about Ferdinand Foch. Uh, Did I butcher his name? No, no, I don't think. Hey, any time we try to say any French word, you and I both need to know that it's going to sound butchered. I think I called it Falk. Yeah. And then I was afraid that I... Well, I think it's Falk, but it's probably Falk. Oh, no, 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 no. It is Falk. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. But one of the things that made him successful was trying to deal with all the the various alliance armies he had to handle montgomery he had to handle uh, beetle smith he had to handle Patton, and he had to tell him look you pull back because this is going to screw this up you know hold your horses and even in the civil war i guess we're not supposed to talk about this anymore but it's still our history of the united states you know, one of the reasons Lee lost at Gettysburg, thank God he did, was that Jeb Stuart, his flashy cavalry commander, was nowhere to be found for two or three days. And when he finally showed up at Lee's headquarters, Lee just told him off. Where were you? Oh, I've done this and I've done this. Yeah, but I needed you here. Where were you? And so we need to take a nation we need spirit-led cohesion. Mm. And so we've got to lay this out so that when, you know, we can't be going every three months. We probably need to be having teams in there every month, but with a toward a purpose because time is short. And that doesn't even say what we got to continue to do for Europe. And I don't know what Falanin's going to need for Africa. Uh, I don't know what is going on with India, and we continue to pray uh, your words and uh, that I saw written for for Ratna were very heartfelt, and I know that he appreciated those. They were moving. Um, but and then the new doors. I I'm trying to press, as I know you all are for clarity on that. So we we really need, and maybe the creativity of this seminar and the innovation and the doing things in a different way, each day even, was welcoming that capacity that we need for the time when God opens the door and he says, work for the night is coming. You better get this done. Anyway. That was a ramble, wasn't it? You should expect that. We haven't had face-to-face chit-chat here for a while. We haven't done much chit-chatting today. No. So we've got five minutes left. Well, actually six minutes left. What else? Well, I I would encourage everyone that was here, and even if you weren't here, to remember uh, that just to hold fast to what God has done to to cherish it to continue walking in it but also to protect it yeah. and and really you know usually the week after the seminar you feel some bit of uh, is it retribution no oh what do you mean uh, just, an attack yeah yeah um just you know the enemy might try to swoop in and and steal the seed or um yeah a retributive act yeah so just just stand fast 
and uh, and know that that the Lord is with you and 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 just be in a just a place of just thanksgiving and you know we were talking before the the hour about about the hand and one of the things that that I realize about this gathering is you know God calls us to be Christ-like we are to be Christ-like and and Christ became anointed when he received or when he accepted the commission that the Father had given to him. And we know this. This is old teaching. But I feel like we're stepping into um, a measure of assignment that is going to, it really is requiring us to accept. Uh-huh. 100% accept, no matter if it if it looks like a, cha- a, a chasm or the winter or you know when you, you do that word tracing and it goes down to the hand and into the winter into I mean that is a very real principle for us God is extending his hand for us to take his hand and he's going to anoint us to walk in this next season as sons as heirs as those that are Christ-like but there's a pressing because there's a purity that's in that's required and so that's my message. That's my ending message. <laughs> well, you know, you think about that. I mean, the uh, that solemn assembly where at the precipice where they should have been breaking forth on Passover or Tabernacles or the temple, God made them stop and do nothing. And that really is winter. That's, that That's is right. the depiction of the nothingness of the hand. And think about last year, that unprecedented winter that we had, where it was just bitter cold, ice, and power going out all over the place. And I think that was that was a sign, too, that not only are you being stopped here in this Amara, but it's winter Mm -hmm. this is the biggest winter you've had in texas in a long time Mm -hmm. and how many ways was god trying to show nature proclaiming the glory of god um so but the thing is that we're about to emerge and you emerge with planting you emerge with plowing and planting and uh maybe we begin a little of that this week Amen. all right well thanks everybody for those of you who however you joined with us this past week god bless you yeah. um like you talked about the retributive actions there is warfare now i was confessing my sins to monica about the uh, early morning today, I came in here and it was just battle for an hour and a half at least. And I, it wasn't battle like we used to. We'd stand at a wall and shout forever. It was tech. It was precise battle, and a lot of it was whatever this influence is that tries to discourage and tries to make bitter and tries to make you angry and tries to make you quit but then you're battling anyway because you can see insight in uh, uh, the enemy making inroads so if you're facing any kind we're not looking for it we're, if you're not facing it don't welcome it um, don't pick a fight but if you're feeling any of that don't succumb to it Take your stand. And remember, one of the greatest weapons we have in warfare is to stand. Don't damn yourself. Watch what words come out of your mouth. Because your words are words of grace, seasoned with salt. And um, be careful. You think about that, words of grace, seasoned with salt. Why that? Because the salt indicates your worth. The salt indicates what you have earned to that point. The salt indicates preserving. The salt indicates nutrients that we need for the going forward. You know, athletes, as you all know, they'll drink those those uh, electrolytes and to get back get those nutrients back into their system because they they sweat them out or they fuel them out. And so 
if we're supposed to be giving words of grace, we better remember what we've gained in the Lord. We remember we better remember the the victories. We better remember the 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 crowns that God has given. We better remember the preservation of what we what we have and not toss it out or let it get rotten. We better remember what to keep our strength up and all of those things uh, you need to really utilize. I'm speaking to myself here too. Um, you need to be guarding over yourself in these days. And as Monica said, don't let the enemy come in and steal the seed or cause you to take two steps forward and three steps back. Hold the ground you're in and then be ready to move forward. All right. Well, thank you for making the journey to be with us here in person. It's nice to have you back at the holy desk. It's nice to be back. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Wednesday Night Live, and uh, we look forward to joining you again then. Send in testimonies or things that are notable that you'd like to report from last week, um, and we'll see what we can do with them. Yeah. All right. God bless you all. But may you be rested and refreshed. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Purina, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao.